Hey, America. Start listening now. Yay. Listen to that beautiful bean footage. <laughs> we all get to be in unison because uh, we're all broadcasting live and in person from the uh, 12 Points of America corporate pizza party retreat. Just hanging out at Danny's place. It's like being in Italy again because of the pizza. <laughs> And welcome to another episode of Italiano of 12 Points from America, a Eurovision Song Contest podcast from America. It's more likely than you think. I'm Eric. <laughs> I'm Derek. I'm Samantha. And I'm Danny. <laughs> <laughs> you, you were just way too chuffed at that joke. I, it was a good joke. You know, it was chuff-worthy, I think. Uh. I think it was absolutely chuff-worthy. It was a chuffed crust pizza. Oh, there is it. Ah, got it. Oh, the hits just keep on coming. Oh. Might be a little bit punchy. Uh, we'll jump to the socials real quick, but we're a little bit punchy because we uh, actually just recorded a couple more of those lyrical moments that a couple of our Patreon members will probably be all too familiar with. I mean, they are on our regular YouTube page as well, but you know, our Patreon folks get a little bit of a little bit of a bonus. A little when it head comes start, to yeah. Yeah. Speaking of the Patreon, say I'm hitting with the Patreon. Hey! Well, Patreano just... Italiano. <laughs> <laughs> Mamma mia. Okay, God. So anyway, uh, yeah, I'll do this in reverse. You can find us on Patreon if you'd like to support our, our crazy little pizza parties and all that good stuff. Uh, just search for 12 Points from America. You can support us for as little as $3, $6, uh, $12, or whatever your local currency is per month. Uh, we appreciate everything that, that you decide to give to us. And if you don't decide to give, that's okay as well. Our, our normal stuff is still coming out, and it's still wonderful. Uh, it just, you know, your help helps us do better stuff. So, yeah, capitalism. Anyway, you can also find us <laughs> on social media, uh, one two points USA on either Facebook or Twitter, or just email us directly at 12pointsfromamerica at gmail.com. You can find us on YouTube where all those aforementioned lyrical moments with Danny have been popping up. And also, if you are watching those lyrical moments... And you have suggestions for other songs that you want Danny to read the lyrics for? Just reach out to us. Let us know. We're only so familiar with the garbage of Eurovision past and future, frankly. Yeah, that's true. So like, we're, we're going to quasi crowdsource it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I can only assume that these are going to also increase in number as uh, <laughs> as the proper JESC and ESE seasons progress. Because, oh, yeah. oh, we should. What was it? We're going to find uh, some chestnuts as they get Portugal released. in JESC. Oh, YouTuber? 20, no, it was like 2019 or maybe 2020. I am young, but I know what to do. Okay. Oh. oh, no. <laughs> Is that too mean? Yes. <laughs> we got to we gotta get the acts only if they're like 14 or 15, because then they can take it. If we, if we feel, if we <laughs> feel okay about making fun of these people in person. Oh, that's the end of that series, I think. Oh, dear. What do we got? It's still September. Um, so but we... we we need uh, we need things to talk about, and boy, did we find things to talk about. Let me tell you. Uh, first of all, uh, Sam, you were on a, a show. I was, yeah. Uh, I mean, one of the great things about this crazy little Eurovision community is the people that we meet along the way. Yeah, Sam uh, was on Bake Off. 
<laughs> yeah, I after I got mad at my baked Alaska, I kind of kicked myself off, and we don't talk about that anymore. Anyway, uh, yeah, I I was on the most recent episode of Eurovision Wars, which Eric, you were you were on. A couple I was weeks also ago. on Eurovision Wars. Yeah, so I'm I'm following in your shoes. Uh, so yeah, the most recent episode we're talking about songs that were disqualified for various reasons, often politically related. Otherwise, you know, some others that weren't. Uh, but we kind of go into some of the history of why politically related songs had been either self-disqualified or disqualified by the EBU. It was a really, really great chat that Phil and I had. Uh, if you're not already listening to Eurovision Wars, this is a major shout out for them. They're great. Phil does his his really great due diligence and it's just a, a really nice person anyway. So Phil's great. Yeah, Phil's great. Maybe Danny or Derek, maybe we can get you on there sometime if you want to. You have any casualties? Yeah, I'd like to see. Wars. I'd like to. <laughs> I'd like to see the uh, standards standards and practices write up that they'll make me read before I go on. You know, it, it feels stupid. <laughs> I mean, I can't say any of these words. <laughs> if he stooped to allow Eric and I on, I think he would be cool. Like half the words I know. <laughs> Why am I not allowed to say Belgian? Uh, <laughs> well, you, you can say Belgian, but not in the way you do. <laughs> uh, Yikes! Just censor that instance. Uh, <laughs> Uh, this isn't quite as exciting. Maybe it is. I don't know. Uh, I, I had a case of uh, Eurovision in the wild this, this past week. I went to a concert here in, uh, in Minneapolis, and two of the acts had uh, vocals from a certain friend of the show by virtue of being a Eurovision artist. But one, one of the openers, whose name I'm going to look up because I don't remember what it was, Nasaya. It's Nasaya. He is, uh, you know, just an onstage DJ, uh, but he played his guitar live, which I appreciated. Uh, has a couple of songs, actually, with Mara. Huh. And for the visual backdrop, yes. uh, showed, you know, the music video for one of the songs as he was playing along to it. Uh-huh. And uh, actually, I have the photo right here. And Ooh. you may have seen this on our Twitter account. Uh. There's, there's Mara. There's actually three Maros uh, on the screen. So, so that was exciting. Maro, Maro, Maro. Yeah. The, uh, the, the... It's like Tony, 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 only, only better. Yeah. I thought it was like Did you say Tony? Maybe. That's, that's when there's just one of them. It's just Tony. Anyway, uh, the, the headliner of the show was Odessa. Mm. Um, and first off, comfortably in my top five concerts I've ever been to, Ooh, Odessa. Yeah. That's high praise. It's, it was unbelievable. Uh, they had, they had two trombone players, which seems weird when I say it, but I promise it's, uh, <laughs> it was, it was amazing. They had must a, have for a great concert. Yeah. yeah it, Gotta love a nice horny yeah, concert. Yeah. That's right. Exactly two. Uh, yeah, they, they had they had uh, farty horns. It, within the first five minutes of the show, they had they had those those two trombonists. They had about two dozen flamethrowers going off, uh, and a drum line. And, and uh, this was set up in such a way where where lights would go on and off and things like that to the point where. The drumline would basically appear and disappear out of nowhere, or, or at least that's what it what it seemed like. Cool. It was really, really, really neat. And Odessa also has a song with Morrow on their new album mm. uh, called "Better Now." It's really, really good. And 
Uh, Mara was not there, except in video and in spirit, and in the hearts of every boy and girl. Uh, but yeah, Mara. Yeah, and it got it got Liz was was kind of asking, and then it got me thinking. Like, you know, these 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 sorts of EDM artists are immensely popular, and they're immensely popular in Europe, but they seem to do horribly at Eurovision. I was thinking about why that is, and I thought about. The late Pia Maria. Oh, the late uh, Pia Maria. She's fine, everybody. She's fine. She went back to her home planet. Oh. Uh, and Darude and uh, what was the other guy's name? Poland. No, no, the guy that sang with Darude. Oh, Sebastian Raymond. Sebastian from The Little Mermaid. Yeah. <laughs> Lives under the sea. I feel like you knew his real name the whole time. I. I thought it was maybe Sebastian. I couldn't remember the rest. I, I worry when I go to shows like that, that you're just going to have a guy on stage that is basically just, they just push play on their MacBook and then just start jumping up and down like, yeah, music. And obviously the, this, the Odessa show went so far above and beyond that. But when you think about some of those EDM acts that Eurovision has had, it's really hard to do anything beyond that. I mean, you see with with acts like you know Grammy and 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 Darude and and uh, Lumix and all, it's the act isn't necessarily about them. It's about the the featured vocalists that they bring in, mm-hmm. and that's the one who's really doing a lot of the work. And sometimes that isn't the best combination. So I don't know when you're when you're bringing in these acts that the star of the show is. The DJ, but the DJ's not really the DJ's not really DJing while you're up yeah, there. It's, the DJ it, can't really do anything right, besides exactly. stand there and pretend to be DJing. Because that's just the rules of Eurovision. If there's no live music, then you know you can't really do much. So mm-hmm. it's it's a weird kind of dynamic. I think I think Cleo and Donatan probably did it the right balance. That Donatan didn't even show up on stage. It was Cleo and a whole bunch of scantily clad Polish women. And I definitely forgot Donatan was even part of that. <laughs> yeah, he was behind the scenes, but he wasn't on stage. I mean, Joust had a pretty good that. It didn't matter yeah, what he was doing. He had a thing on his head. Yeah, the, yeah, the LEDs and all that. And it... But he was actually doing a little bit of the DJ work, like the, the oh, whole, the, the vocal, mixing, not yeah. the vocoder, but the, the yeah, the yeah. voice mixing, which was from the live vocal. Hmm. So really? he was doing that. I thought they weren't allowed to do yeah, that. They, they kind of jumped into that whole discussion when we were talking about. About, Didn't they kind of about toy? Yeah, yeah, they kind of fudged the rules for for him in twenty seventeen, but they took it away in twenty eighteen. I, I mean, it worked out for her. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nobody's crying over Netta. I mean, it, it, it's just such a popular genre. You'd think that something something like that has got to break through one of these times. Is it? But probably is it related to the fact that it's only three minutes? Like, if you're going to see an EDM show, it's like, it's it's a full experience. It's like almost continuous music that mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. melds from one song into the next, whereas yeah. it's like, start and stop three minutes, you're done. Mm. And it's, it's tougher to build uh, the way an EDM song does. In, in, yeah. And it can be done. I mean, I mean, this isn't exactly EDM, but Shoom yeah. Had, yeah, builds, yeah. you know, it managed to keep the build it had, and that wasn't a three-minute song to begin with. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I mean, that's... That's a good point, too. I think that only goes back to bringing in a featured vocalist to be the foregrounded artist in that. Because otherwise, you know, if you you just come in with an electronic Mm -hmm. end, then you're sort of, you're sort of lashed to the the genre conventions of 
EDM music or electronic music. But if you have a pop vocalist, you can cue closer to the pop music conventions, which is, I feel like, been the way to rope it into the ESC format. But mm. Yeah. It hasn't been that su successful. And I, I don't think it's for lack of the genre's popularity. No, I think no, it's for right. just coincidentally every time that they have been sent, it's either been kind of a snoozer of a song or a, unfortunately, a subpar vocalist. Hmm. <sighs> Rip Pia Maria. I know. <laughs> uh, on that note, though, and sort of, <laughs> on the, the sort of vein of supporting uh, supporting Eurovision-linked acts, uh, I'm just looking at the list for Daddy Freire's upcoming tour. Actually, I think at this point, the tour has already started. Uh, that Daddy Freire is doing across the U.S. and Canada the, over the, the next list, few weeks. The list of what? Sorry. The list of his dates. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know... He's got a I date can, in every city. What, from what I can tell, he still has many, many tickets still available. So yeah. this is just my way of saying, if you are interested, Daddy is probably coming to his town not super, super far from you. Well, was he going to go to South Beach? He'll melt! Uh, is he playing in Florida? <laughs> the thing is, if he melts, he's just 6'2". Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so at the table that we are recording, uh, Ukraine had their national final for junior just a few hours ago, and the winner is Zlata Juninka with the song Nezlamna, which means unbreakable. So probably a not-so-thinly-veiled reference to the goings-on, which I think all of the songs in the national final were, you know, relevant to what's going on in Ukraine right now. Swim against the stream, guys. Swim against the stream. You gotta get it right. Swim? What? <laughs> That's a it's reference. another unbreakable song from uh, Eurovision that he uh, could yeah, not pronounce. Yeah, 2012 from Switzerland. The song was called Unbreakable. And he kept saying, until the final, he was it, or the semifinal, because he didn't make it to the final, said, swim against the stream instead of swim against the stream. Got to swim against the stream. Swim against the stream. <laughs> against the stream. <laughs> I like to swim. But anyway, yes. In the waiter. <laughs> Completely different song, completely different country, completely different language. Zlata Juninka is the first official song uh, that we have for Junior Eurovision 2022. Is yeah. it gonna win? It'll do well. I mean, I think so. I think it'll do well. I don't know about winning. I just describe to my prediction from an episode or two ago that JESC, at least the big the big countries that are really going for a shot. How adult is it? It's it's decently adult. Mm -hmm. It's it's a pretty strong mid road ballad, powerful. Yeah, mm -hmm. I I I'd say it's pretty mature. Yeah, it's yeah. no bim bim toi. No, but few no. things are truly it, truly. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean it, it. It sounds like a kid is singing it, but sure. it's it doesn't sound like a. It's no Bizkevi. It's no Britney of Disney. Yeah, no. It's who, not, are the, who are like the the four the four Dutch teenagers who are singing about? Oh, friends? the best friends. They are best friends. Yeah. That song slapped. <laughs> to be fair, it did. Yeah, I, it I really slapped. Yeah. It had the it had the best, like, adorably basic choreography to it and everything. Too. Oh yeah, and I like go back and watch the the performance on the day of that. They sound incredible. Mm -hmm. Like they should have won. <laughs> that that song should have. I forget what one, but that's. Uh, uh, what was that you imagine, or was that? Oh, that was you imagine. Yeah, no, that definitely should have won. <laughs> Aww. All respect to the child they made in the lab. Uh, the, <laughs> that's best friends. Guys, that was also the year of Alexander Balabanov. That was Vidkravaya. Yeah. Oh yeah, that would have been that was good, good too. Yeah, that was a big year. That was a that was a good year. 
That was a really good year. Sandra Gedalia, You're Not Alone. Mm. Really shot to her in the, uh, in, the, in the green room when she was sitting alone. <laughs> Literally. Poor thing. No. <laughs> That's like it's disturbingly badly. Yeah. Mm. No. Well, You're Not Alone came in six, which for Georgia, I guess, is terrible. But, <sighs> but yeah, as of this point, as of right now, we have 17 countries signed up to participate at Junior Eurovision. We have, like I said, the one song from Ukraine, but we also have four other countries who have decided their act. So again, from Georgia, we've got Marian Bigvava. Kazakhstan has David Charlene. North Macedonia has Lara and Irina in a, in a duet. And Portugal has Nicolas Alves, who was the second placer in the Voice of Portugal. They were, or the Voice of Portugal kids. They were gonna send the winner of the Voice of Portugal kids, but turns out she is already 15. Oops. So they can't. They can fudge a person. Yeah. Oh, well. <laughs> So yeah, so we are sending Nicholas Alvish instead. Speaking of junior, I'm oh. really good at, tra- at at segues. Smooth. Yes. Yeah. Oh no, I only do the the segue part. Somebody, oh, okay. Someone said. Uh, <laughs> we're so we, we're on our main topic I, of the oh, show. Oh, that's yes. where we're going. The main topic of the show is Kazakhstan. Kazakhstan. We're talking about junior Eurovision. We haven't gotten anything from Kazakhstan. We haven't gotten anything from the big powerhouses at. Uh, at the old Jesk. What is Kazakhstan? It's a focus of our perpetual interest here on the show. Oh. I feel I feel like it was about time for us to finally really touch on Kazakhstan because it, it comes up all the time in our talk about Junior because it is a you know infinitely more pro- disproportionately successful at Junior Eurovision because it is not in Eurovision. And so I just thought it was time to examine a country that doesn't get a lot of our love for the other part of the year because uh, it just isn't there. Kazakhstan disappears when Junior Eurovision, it's the Brigadoon of Junior Eurovision. <laughs> <laughs> the mist just ascends. Yeah. It just disappears. It fades away. Uh, no, I mean, as we all know, Kazakhstan does not actually participate at the big show. The closest thing that we've come to having Kazakhstan, I guess you could say, would be Chris Kostov, uh, our, our lovable Bulgarian entrant from from 2017, who is he's half Kazakh. Oh, okay. Yeah, his mom's from Kazakhstan. Yep. Are there any others? Any other Kazakh artists that have snuck in as like a ringer for Switzerland or something? (laughs) (laughs) I wonder if there was because because there's so much you know activity going on there. Clearly interested in the the Eurovision community. Is there anyone like a songwriter or a a mysterious bearded impresario that we all hate or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I There's no Kazakh analog of what's his nuts. Philip Kirk. Yeah, it's the Kirk. What's his nuts? <laughs> the Kirk. The Kirk. I want to say in an early episode you called him Pee Pee. <laughs> yes. Why? Little Pee Pee Kirk. Oh, Pee Pee Kirk. All right. Well, I don't know. You tell, why are you asking me why? <laughs> Four years ago, I was a different man. Well, <laughs> Yeah, uh, I, not that I know of. I, I I feel like there are certainly singers from Kazakhstan that could do incredibly well at, at the contest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I mean, Kazakhstan does have a, a vibrant music scene. It's a it's a pretty big country, not just geographically, but also in in population as well. It's about just over nineteen thousand or nineteen thousand. Yes, wow. it's, a lot, it's a lot over nineteen thousand. San Marino. I we know. thought that was a long shot. Yeah, <laughs> nineteen million. It's not a very dense country. It's actually. <laughs> 236 in terms of population density, it says on the Wikipedia list of countries and dependencies by population density. So well, that's like, big. It is big area-wise. It is, is very big. Very, very big. Um, yeah, so Kazakhstan <laughs> is kind of... 
<laughs> go on, go on. Yeah. <laughs> Keep talking. I'm just, I, I, I've lost the plot. But yeah, um, oh, I, I think about if an act like, for example, like Dimash Kudai Berrigan, who was what? actually, he, he appeared, the United States had a show a couple years ago called The World's Best, where they just had incredible, talented people from all over the world trying to kind of make it in the U.S. And Dimash Kudai Berrigan, which if you've ever seen his stuff on YouTube, male singer with an unbelievable range, like ridiculously broad range, um, made it all the way to the final of the show and then bowed out because he didn't want to have to compete against children. He felt it was sort of dishonorable. Oh, Eurovision should do that. (laughs) (laughs) But interestingly enough, one of the other kids that made it to the final was also from Kazakhstan. And? Was Danelia Tuleshova, who was the first Kazakh representative at junior. Ah. Yeah. Sneaky. Yeah, I know. He's gone places. <laughs> yeah. Two places. <laughs> <laughs> Has gone places. Yeah. But so, yeah, again, if, if you are if falling into a YouTube loop by any chance, which I do all the freaking time, look up Dimash, D-I-M-A-S-H. Chances are there aren't that many Dimashes out there. And just listen to some of his stuff. His vocals are ridiculous. Now, we don't have anywhere near as full of a statmatron for junior as we do for the main contest. But what have Kazakhstan standings in the junior contest been? They've been really solid. Uh, very, very solid. So, like I said, they, they debuted in 2018. And despite coming into the contest as basically one of the favorites, um, Danelia Tuleshova's song ended up coming in sixth place, which is still very solid, mm-hmm. especially considering that she was performing in a language that none of the other, none of the other countries were part, you know, participating in or understanding. It was mostly Kazakh with a little bit of English. Uh, 2019 and 2020, they had second place finishes in both of those years uh, with Amarnyan Kalma and Forever. And then last year, yeah, 2021, last year, um, they ended up in eighth place with with a duet. So all in all, really very solid performances. Mm -hmm. Their their song in 2019, that that kid was unreal. Yeah. (laughs) That... uh, Absolutely. Remind me, that's the little kid, like in a tuxedo. Yeah, that's right. This kid, like uh, opera star level, utterly flawless voice. Yerjan Maxim, uh, unbelievable, hitting that high note near the end, sort of like that. I think it might be the same note in in uh, Eric Carmen's All by Myself. You know that one? I'm oh, not gonna, sure. I'm not gonna push I just that. said it was the yeah, You know that uh, you Israel's it. song at ESC hit last year. Oh, the <laughs> missile. Ah. Or two years ago, yeah. Oh, God, I killed the cats. <laughs> Rip. Yeah. You think the uh, juries and the televote didn't want to give them first place in 2019, 2020 because uh, they're on the other side of the world? <laughs> I mean... Yes, Danny, it was racism. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just mean, I think it's in our notes that uh, if Kazakhstan to watch the junior contest, it, like, uh, it, it would be like at midnight or 1 a.m. for the contest to start for well, them. that's for the big show. We're not talking, you know, the big show in junior. Oh, that's right. The kids show doesn't start but, at 8 p.m. You know, kind of, <laughs> going back to your point, though, 2019, so when they had um, Armin and Kalma, so mm-hmm. Yerjan, 
Kazakhstan actually won the juries that year. That's right. Yeah, it was it was the public telebook that kind of sunk them a little bit, where it Poland overwhelmingly took the win. Yeah, Poland kind of. Oh yeah. Yeah, and looking at 2020 when they had their other silver medal placement, uh, yeah, France, Jamajin swept both the mm. jury and the online vote. Kazakhstan came in a close second uh, with the juries, uh, 88 points to France, 83 points to Kazakhstan. Mm. Um, it was the online vote again where there was a bit more separation, where they came in third place. But uh, France had 112 points on the online vote, and Kazakhstan had a very nice um, 69. Nice. Nice. Let's, <laughs> let's move on. 2021 wasn't quite as good for them. No, 2021, uh, I mean, again, it was going to really be hard to beat Milena uh, and, and Kami Kami. But yeah, so that was uh, Etig Alemi, our fairy world, by Alinor Kajmin and Beknur Janibekuli. Oh, those kids are great. Yeah. Beknor is a little spitfire. He's <laughs> Beknor rocks. Beknor's he's got Lego hands. I was going to say, he's got the Lego arms. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So, Kazakhstan ended up coming in seventh place with the jury and ninth place with the online televote. So, uh, averaging out to two, uh, eighth place. I'm sorry. Did I have to ninth not place? the hottest. Yeah. yeah. The song wasn't as good as the last couple either, which, it, which isn't to say it was bad or anything, but it was. Right. It, it wasn't. They weren't. Well, the song wasn't say, designed to, for it. The song wasn't much. designed to be a, a duet. Oh, that's right. It was they, originally just going to be Alinor singing alone, and they were like, "We like Beckner too. Can we just put him in on your song too?" And they kind of shoehorn him in. That was nice. Yeah, that was nice of them to. Didn't feel too. No, if to you honestly, it, it only takes being told that they did that for you to go, "Oh, I kind of see it." Mm. Like if you didn't know any better, you just think that's a song because it's a song. It's a mm-hmm. song. Yeah. Yeah, the, the crowd in the arena went nuts yeah. when he started rapping, by the way. Yeah, he was <laughs> they, also doing it in French. That Yeah, that doesn't, uh, doesn't hurt. Uh, but yeah, oh, they loved him. They absolutely loved him. Yeah. Like, they loved Ike when he started rapping. Remember Ike? I do. Aww. I remember our rapping. My first from... artist interview in person. Wait, for real? Yeah, it was mm-hmm. Ike and Kaya. Oh, that's right. Nice kids. They, they were nice kids. Were, yeah. It really made you feel bad for absolutely crapping on the song earlier in the series. It nope. sure did. Yep. Nope. <laughs> so, Ike, your song sucks. What are you... No. Uh, oh, no. Ike, how dare you? No. no it was... Uh, he was a good rapper. Like... Anyway, Kazakhstan. Just side note, though, also kind of going back to news and also talking about the 2021... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Sarah James, so the Polish mm-hmm. singer, mm-hmm. Uh, she was just a finalist... On America's Got Talent, she was she made the finals? she made the finals, Holy yeah. Cow, she I didn't made, like the final final finals, but she got a golden buzzer from Simon Cowell when she mm-hmm. first auditioned, and she made it all the way to the to very Sam last Jose. show. Yeah, so good for her. She ended up performing with the Black Eyed Peas uh, during the the final, which I'm not really sure if that's they're still around. Yeah, is that an honor? Yeah, they're, I don't know. I mean, they they don't have Fergie anymore. They don't. Will Sarah James be the new Fergie? Oh, no. That would be really weird. Tune in next week so... to find out. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, dear. <laughs> the rest of them are like 50 now, so <laughs> something oh, like that. That's not awkward at all. Anyway, I mean, it's, I guess it's not much more awkward than, uh, you know, Hoover Phonic and... Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, they're back to their old ways now. They, they just came they? out with a new song. They did. Oh, is it good? It's all right. Oh, they <laughs> also... They actually... Like video games. They also just came out with a new performance that is being screened on Brussels Airlines as their safety announcement. Okay. Yeah, they sing the safety instructions. They do. And I'm really, kind really excited because I get to take Brussels Airlines to, to Yerevan this year. 
so I get Ooh. to see it for myself. Let's get that up on the, the Twitter feed, I'll get a video of that. And I'll see what I can do. Sounds good. Yep. All right. Back to, back to Kazakhstan. Kazakhstan. So they have a bit of experience in another contest that's not Eurovision, but is like Eurovision, mm-hmm. sort of. Derek, how did you describe it? <laughs> it's like finding out your ex is dating somebody who looks just like you. <laughs> that's Turkvision, baby. That's Turkvision to yeah. the T. Like, Turkvision really is. It is just Eurovision, except different countries. Not even countries sometimes. Sometimes oh, it's that's, like subnational. I was going to say, that's like, how is Turkvision, before we actually describe how Kazakhstan has done well, like, how is Turkvision actually broken down? It's not just about a country. Sometimes it's also, it's almost down to ethnicities and, and, and subnational entities, I guess you could say. So instead of just having, say, Russia, you'll have the Tuva region or Yakutia or, you know, other, other, you know, the Nogai people within Russia, or you'll have, you'll have Moldova, but like specifically the Turkish speaking people who live in Moldova and Gagauzia and places like that. So it's not just the country, it's, it's the community, which is really kind of loose and floppy. But what? yeah, yeah, I know it's it, the, the, the definition isn't yeah. really hard and fast, is what I'm trying to say. Like if the Armenian quarter of Jerusalem got to sing at Eurovision, kind of, sort of, but I really don't think the Armenians would do really, really very well at Turkvision, do you? Mm. No, but you know, <laughs> no. I know. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but the I, fact that there's a uh, municipality, I don't know. What right. Call it. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I don't want to say it would be almost like if there was a Pan American contest that, you know, the the Navajo Nation would send their own their own oh that'd be interesting though. oh sure yeah. which I would actually be totally on board with that'd be mm-hmm. awesome I'd love to see more representation like that bigger than Rhode Island mm-hmm. yeah I mean yeah look, looking at some of the some of the countries quote unquote that, that have, have done this uh, you have Kosovo mm-hmm. uh, which is not done uh, Eurovision right that's a that's, for, a, that's a tricky one uh, again yeah. uh, Iran Iraq has done it mm-hmm. uh, the Iraqi Turkmen have been their own uh, designation mm-hmm. uh, Crimea uh, very briefly was uh, was its own thing at uh, a Turkvision northern Cyprus yep so the Turkish oh, so yeah, part yeah. of northern Cyprus yeah. Yeah. Uh, so it, it is Turkey though isn't it it's it's it, mm, Turkey, recognizes, it. Turkey yeah. recognizes it as its own thing and Turkvision at least the three out of the four contests were held in Turkey yeah so the first one was held in Eskişehir uh, in Turkey the second one in 2014 was held in Kazan which is in Russia uh, and the third and fourth were both held in Istanbul one is an audience event and 2020 was an online only um it wasn't it wasn't on site everybody basically green screened themselves into a sound stage and with with varying results uh yeah yeah so so turkey would recognize northern cyprus as an independent state so yeah yeah we've had uzbekistan at this turkmenistan syria uh competed once Mm -hmm. in this uh, there are also some Eurovision countries that have also done this. Your Moldova and North Macedonia and that sort of thing. Uh, Kyrgyzstan's been there. And, of course, the oh, uh, Germany was there uh, mm-hmm. because they have a very large oh, Turkish... Oh, the diaspora. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Uh, that, that is the one that really kind of stands out. Like, oh, oh Germany. and Germany also. Yeah. <laughs> the, the Germans are there. And it's the biggest 
like a foreign group mm-hmm. inside of Germany. Yeah, and it's it's done by not by uh, German TVs and Hausen or whatever it's called. It's it's, <laughs> it's it's the Turkish broadcaster in Germany, not yeah. like what what is it called? The, the, like, the Tur- like, like Telemundo here. No, I, I, what I'm trying to say is, like, what's what's the main broadcaster? Like, they're BBC. Oh, uh, NDR. That okay? Yeah, it's not that. It's the Turkish broad. That that's what I'm trying to say. Gotcha. I said Turkish broad. Anyway, uh, <laughs> yeah. I was just I was just gonna let that slide, but yeah. now we're just gonna live in that for a moment. I remember watching Turk Vision in 2020, and it was awesome. It uh, why 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 aren't they doing this every year? I, I wish I knew. Uh, it's I, I really do wish I knew. It's it's a lot of fun. Um, I mean, you got some great music that's coming out of it. I would love to see it. It's not the major Turkish broadcaster either. I think it's a Turkish music channel that does it. So the resources might be a little bit different. It's also you know it's a big deal. I mean, a contest like this being put on for Eurovision, it's not just the broadcaster, but it's the EBU. It's not like Turk Vision really has an EBU link or an EBU equivalent link. It's kind of just this music channel that's putting this on TMB or Turksoy. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> Maybe it's just a lot more wheels to, to put into place. And it's, it's not an easy thing to put together, especially when you have all of these different broadcasters and all of these different groups that are trying to put it all together. So. We we had talked about current events affecting the show in, mm-hmm. in in our in our last episode affecting affecting Eurovision. There was a 2016 Turk Vision that was canceled due to the uh, bombings in in Istanbul that happened more or less around the same time. I mean, like a week or two before mm. before the event happened. And boy, oh boy, the lineup for that one was going to be weird. They were going to be adding Latvia, the Netherlands, Sweden. Uh, and a, a few others. Also, uh, this was for the first Turkvision contest in 2013. Xinjiang oh, had uh, had yeah. confirmed participation and then uh, ended up backing out. Yeah. Turkvision is wild, That's yo. A... <laughs> that would have been amazing, though. I mean, the last the last contest 2020? 2020. I mean, I guess the green screen thing was kind of a disaster yeah because some some countries really took to it well and others not necessarily as mm. much you're kind of limited by the resources of your of your studio yeah um and you may might... have an amazing song but if it doesn't if it's not filmed well and put onto the screen right then yeah and it's the kind of thing where it's like it's hard to bounce back from that yeah. maybe they're still rebuilding i I bet you in a year or two they could come back i i would hope so i think that there is definitely some worth to that and you know, I, in in a in a world where we don't have Turkey at Eurovision or Junior Eurovision, which I would love to see them come back, mm. but um, this is a it's a nice little band aid on a on a bit of a wound. Yeah. yeah, there has been some talk of a contest this year. Uh, Uzbekistan claimed that they were hosting it in June of this year. That definitely didn't happen. <laughs> um, Turkzoyasin said that it will be held in Bursa in Turkey oh. uh, and will happen later in the year. You know, the, the year. The, the one year. we have. So keep an eye on that. I, I would love to see another one of these. They're so fun. Yeah. Shame it wasn't hosted in Uzbekistan. It's one of those countries that's like one of the hottest tourist destinations now. Yeah. It's really, really? becoming very yeah. popular recently. Like a few yeah. years ago, it was like the number one on Up some what website was that? So, 
check out Turk Vision. They they did uh, the Kazakhs. They did win this once. Mm-hmm. Uh, they finished second another time. Yeah. Uh, the song that won, which I am not going to attempt to pronounce, is "In Gorem" by Shanar Dugalova. Is in tight. Yep. Uh, it, it's really good. It uh, it legitimately slaps. Yeah, we took a listen. It's it's really well produced. It has a nice rap to it. You know what we should do? Mm-hmm. Well, I never do this anymore. What? Let's play a clip. Ooh. <gasps> Ah, see? Slaps. Totally nice. slaps. All right. So good. So here's the burning question. Oh, God, it burns. Oh. When is Kazakhstan coming to Eurovision? Oh, God. It's going to be a while, I think. Why? Um, yeah, what are, makes it so easy for them to be a part of Junior, but not the main contest? Well, a couple of reasons. Yes, Sam. So the reason that you can't just say, oh, we want in, is because Kazakhs, the Kazakhstani broadcaster, Kabar, is not a full member. They're an associate member, just like the Australian broadcaster. So they would need an invitation to come through. You have to realize that Kazakhstan is really, really freaking far from the rest of Central Europe. Mm-hmm. That if we thought a midnight start time for the contest broadcasting in Baku was bad, it's even further out than that. So for the big show, it would not start live on Kazakh television until 1 a.m. local time. Hmm. Because of that, the 2022 contest, after a very long time, it was not shown on Kabar TV because the ratings were so low. Uh-huh. Yeah. I mean, who's staying up until 1 a.m. to exactly. watch it live? Australia. Yeah, that's what you saying. No, no, no. There's, a difference, there's a difference between a show starting at 1 a.m. and staying up to that versus waking up at 5 a.m. for a show that will probably end up getting replayed anyway. Also, that later that same day on a tape delay. Mm-hmm. So it's a little bit different. Uh, there's also a logistical reason that's also holding them back. So most countries have an independent phone code. Like in the United States, it's plus one. Yeah, it yeah. is. Yeah. We're number one. Russia uses the old code that they were using when they were still Soviet, which is plus seven. All of the other former Soviet states have spun off from that plus seven code and have their own number, except for Kazakhstan. As of the time of recording, they are still also using that plus seven code, which means that their phone system is still kind of tied into Russia. So a phone vote or text vote would be a little bit tougher to parse. Uh, okay. Uh, it's it's a it's a little bit similar to the whole San Marino Italy issue why San Marino doesn't do a public televote. Only San Marino uses both its own code as well as you can also call the Italian code to reach a San Marini's number. With Kazakhstan, it is still all just the plus seven. Now, last year, they announced that Kazakhstan would start to transition to a new code. This, I think it's plus 997 starting in 2023, and it'll take a couple of years to that to get fully transitioned over. So that might be done by 2025. So, you know, all of this, it's a minor pain in the butt. But at Junior Eurovision, all the votes are done using an online system. So That's the right. Phones, when did that, was that just last year that that started? The it's, online? Been a couple, it's been a couple of years now. Okay. Yeah, it's been a few years. So since Kazakhstan's been involved. Mm-hmm. So you don't really have that issue to worry about. Would it be fair to say that they don't have the fandom the way that Australia does? I mean, few places do. Right, honestly. <laughs> but, like, but. Australian fandom kind of overtakes a lot of countries that currently participate. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I, th- I think that might be the case. I don't know how big. I, I don't. They don't have their own OGAE chapter. I don't know how big of a of a fan presence there is. It certainly hasn't been. You haven't necessarily seen a flood of fans from Kazakhstan flying into Eurovision events, mm-hmm. waving their flags that we see in the audience in the way that we had Australian fans before they started participating. Okay, it doesn't so mean they're. Then, it doesn't mean they're not there. So then, what? How did they get in junior then? It may the, have just been. Hey, these are we're interested in having this sort of soft diplomatic cross-cultural event. And we now, the barriers that were in place are no longer in place. Junior Eurovision starts mid-afternoon, or honestly in in Kazakhstan, probably early evening. So that's not a problem. If it's an online televote or an online public vote, they don't have to worry about that issue. So why not? All the logistics are sort of taken care of. Yeah. Unless it's a much smaller contest, they don't have to devote as much to it right yeah it doesn't cost as much to send a couple of kids to paris as it would a giant delegation of people to turin right exactly or glasgow fingers crossed uh that's yeah so i guess end of the day sam do you think it will eventually happen if it does it's gonna be at least i would say 2026 at the earliest yeah Okay. So, so kind of a weird question I was thinking of while we're talking about this is Australia came in mm-hmm. <clears throat> on the 60th anniversary. Mm. And I was thinking, okay, well, on the 65th or the 70th anniversary, they're going to be like, hey, we have this one-time special guest coming in. Canada. I think. It would be Canada, you know. And I'm kind of surprised they didn't, you know, in 2020. Well, uh, yeah, nothing yeah. happened. But yeah, I mean, they, they didn't do a lot of things. <laughs> prior to the cancellation, I'm kind of surprised. Like, okay, it's our 65th anniversary. We're going to have this country come in one time only. Guaranteed, they're not coming back. Like Australia. Guaranteed. 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 Or just like um, maybe like invite someone in for an interval act or something. It's kind of a diplomatic thing because I know they did a whole thing in 2014 for Australia mm-hmm. where they had like this little comp. Like team go down and film a little bit and interview people and say like we love us we Eurovision down here in Australia crikey and <laughs> and I remember asking you when we watched that like you think Australia would ever come to the show and you're like absolutely not I, I <laughs> <laughs> never in a million years I finally okay I admit I was wrong I admit I was wrong you were at that moment you were at hundred percent right because. All signs would have pointed to, no, there's no way they're ever coming to this. Right. Well, I think Kazakhstan has the added barrier of it not being the most liberal of governments right now either. Like, how interested would the Kazakh government be in, you know, accepting even an offer? Uh, a, the, a Western thing. The, you, know, <laughs> you know, that comes from, you know, the I mean, EU. Uh, that may depend on their relations with other, other nations that they are more closely tied to at this moment. And right now, Who could you be talking? We about? are living in a world in flux. That is all I am saying. I see. You're talking about that notable world power, okay, Ethiopia. Oh, guys, I think Sam might be talking about Russia. <gasps> am I? It I is Maybe. interesting. Look, looking up Kazakhstan's relationship to Russia. They were like the last Soviet state to declare independence. They're still tied through the phone system. <clears throat> it seems like they have a lot of ties there. Even still, they aren't an independent country. I mean, With Russia's their, Russia's spaceport. Is in Kazakhstan. That's true. Oof. Yeah, Baikonur. Wow. Yeah. Awkward. What if yeah. they host it at the spaceport? The Cosmodrome. Ooh. I mean, I'll buy a ticket. Now the question is, 
would they launch the winner into space as a prize or the loser into space? The, the non qualifiers. As, 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 no, as, the, as tune in next week to find out. I was going to look, Jeremy's really going to kick in the butt then. <laughs> That's how they got rid of Pia Maria. Oh. <laughs> why are you? Why are you? I know, this, we're supposed to be talking a... about Kazakhstan. This has just been nothing but like redragging out the already buried body of Pia Maria. What? She was a Just to put girl. it on trial like that Pope. <laughs> just a child. Leave her <laughs> alone. <laughs> I, I would, but I can't. <laughs> All right, that's, no, it, uh, you know what? You know, let's fair is fair. We'll say something positive about Pia Maria. Uh, one second. <laughs> She's so, lovely. So the question then is: If we are inviting Kazakhstan for Kazakhstan to air the show in the contest mm. uncensored, would be kind of the stipulation. And there are some countries that just flat out refuse to do that, mm-hmm. and other countries that are like, "We're going to do it only because we want to show who can beat these people." say who has that attitude but mm. do you think if perhaps Kazakhstan had had spectacular showings at the junior contest over say the next three years do you think it would be do you think that might might help scale significantly to, it to seemed to like they came second twice in a yeah. row and it yeah. seemed like they had a real shot at winning at mm-hmm. any time yeah oh yeah, yeah so they put, they put the they put the the oomph behind it's, it they put it's the a matter of time it. I think. Yeah. So before if, they before if, they get one. So if the EB is looking at this and like if we invite them, are they just gonna like screw around? Or are they gonna take this hundred percent seriously? They're taking it more seriously than I think a lot of other countries mm-hmm. are. Oh yeah, no question. Also, Pia Maria has a new single called I Know You Know. Check it out. There. Is that am I being nice now? <laughs> yes. And, yes, and, Halo, and Halo went gold in Austria, which Yay. is which is pretty slick. Good. But it's, 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 it, it's so still the studio. I told you the studio, studio song's really good. It's my one of my favorites. But live was really bad. Okay, no. live was really all right. bad. All right, all right. See, all right. Say something bad about Kazakhstan now. Uh, their potassium levels are overrated. Ah. <laughs> I, knew I knew it. I knew it. I knew. Right. We we made it almost the whole show without. Anyone to throw my wife out there really quick or anything? My wife. Folks, you can check us out on uh, social media. <laughs> One, two points USA on Facebook and Twitter. 12 points from America on Instagram or YouTube. Uh, Patreon slash 12 points from America. Check out some exclusive goodies, uh, exclusive videos. We've got interviews and in arena footage from this, this past year that you can see. You can get the podcast episodes early and brag to all your friends that you know what happens on the upcoming 12 points. You know who dies this week and, uh, Danny. and, um, and, and they don't know. You can't put a price on that. Mm. We can. It's uh, th- <coughs> crap. <laughs> it was Eric all along. Oh no. <laughs> uh, uh, all right. You okay? Yeah. Well, in that case, everybody, I hope you've enjoyed this little peek into Kazakhstan's history and potential future at Eurovision and all the other crazy little uh, digressions that we found ourselves in, as usual. Hope you enjoyed the show. We'll see you next episode. But until then, I've been Samantha. I've been Derek. I died. And I'm Danny. <laughs> and America. <laughs> Stop, Stop listening, listening now. now. <laughs> God, I just noticed the doll right there. Oh, yeah. She's not haunted. Why would you say that? That's exactly what somebody who has a haunted doll would not. say. Not. Does anything in this house look like it's not haunted? 
Not really. Maybe Sam. 